Hi and welcome everybody to the new episode of the HANA Cloud Platform Podcast. My name is Matthias Steiner and today I have the distinct privilege to host my first episode and in order to make it right, I'm not by myself, but I have a very special guest today with me. Um, Thorsten, thanks for joining. Can you please introduce yourself before we get started? Yeah, hi Matthias, I'm Thorsten Schneider. Um, I work here in Waldorf and I um, lead the HANA Cloud Platform Product Management Team in Waldorf. Excellent. Um, thanks for joining again. So um, I think we have a pretty pretty easy agenda today due to the summer vacations. Everybody is out and it's not too much happening, but uh, I think it will be an interesting session nevertheless. Um, our main topic will definitely be about the roadmap, what's going on. I mean, having you here as the one responsible for some of these things, it's, it's a good topic to have. But before we um, go there, let's maybe just start with, with um, what's really hot at the moment, given the temperatures over here as well. So let's start with the release notes. Do you want to cover anything specific about the, the new updates? Yeah, sure. I can, can mention a few things. I mean, you already said people are on vacation in summertime, so the release notes are comparatively short this week. Um, nevertheless, we have two things I want to mention. One thing is that we have uh, improved the cockpit so that um, administrators can directly from the cockpit install additional SAP HANA components. And the second thing, which is uh, really a major innovation, I think, is that we have released um, SAP Forms as a Service by Adobe. Um, that's very interesting because um, it allows uh, customers and partners to um, create print forms and interactive forms um, based on um, SAP HANA Cloud Platform. So it's kind of equivalent to what we had back in the NetWeaver days, I assume. Exactly. That was okay. called Adobe Document Services. Yeah. It uh, ran on-premise on a SAP NetWeaver Java stack. And now okay. we give customers the choice to either continue with that or to use a cloud-based service. Excellent. Excellent. Um, maybe just another uh, thing that's hot off the press, so to speak. There is uh, the German version of the SAP HANA Cloud Platform book is out by James Wood. Um, a couple of colleagues of ours have also contributed to the book. Um, so for those interested, there's now the English and the German version out there. And I think it's a pretty good starter to get into the topic for those that really enjoy having something yeah, they can take in their hands. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Um, moving right along to the tech corner. We got a very challenging questions from one of our um, very active supporters and power users. Um, Twan, and he was wondering how does SAP ensure backwards compatibility of partner apps? That's a, that's a hard word to speak. Um, in that context, I think there's two things to keep in mind. Um, first of all, everybody who um, deploys and, and runs an application on HANA Cloud Platform can use a feature that's called um, version pinning. So you can definitely specify that an application is bound to a very specific version of the runtime. So um, no surprises there. Obviously, some may say now this kind of contradicts the whole purpose of having a cloud platform sticking into a stable version because the, the real value proposition definitely lies within the fact that the platform provider is, is responsible for keeping the platform up to date. So I think uh, it makes a little bit of sense um, to tell people how we ensure backwards compatibility in general. And I think the the core of, of the question is really the continuous delivery process that we have established here at SAP. So um, while we could spend probably like a, a, a whole a whole day explaining this in, in, in great detail, I, I just keep it rather short here. But um, whenever 
a developer of the platform submits something, um, it goes already through a peer um, process review. Um, the tooling that we're using here is, is Git and Garrett, so the, the user pushes um, his change um, to, to our central repository. Um, there it gets taken over by Garrett. We do a, a peer review from, from somebody else who can say, yeah, it looks good to me. And, and then it goes down um, a set of, um, of different platform um, levels, starting from our development platforms to an internal um, um, QA systems where we perform all kinds of tests, including unit tests, um, integration tests, regression tests, and so forth. And then it moves to our internal production landscape. Um, from there, the code is um, transported further to the, our trial landscape, and from there it goes to production. So literally, through this process, we can be pretty sure that um, everything that we ship to the production um, landscape is, is rather solid. And just for the record, in, in all those years that we did this, we only had, um, I believe, one, one shipment that we didn't ship for, and this was due to performance or regression. Um, otherwise, we always succeeded and we had no major conflicts yet. So I think um, to that degree, there is a mechanism in place, a, a very established process. And um, so far, um, I think we have made very good um, experiences with that process. All right, um, next chapter is around the corner and we can really say that there's a lot of events going on and there's even more to come. Um, let me maybe start with some, some of the, that we just recently uh, finished. So um, two colleagues of ours, um, Vlado and, and Alex, have been on a tour through uh, Africa and they uh, visit... Um, four cities in, in seven days and did five code gems together with the University Alliance. And uh, from what we can tell, it has been a, a great um, success and, and the feedback that we got on Twitter also underlines that. Um, so it's great to see that so many new people are coming to the platform. Um, we did a lot of code gems. There's also been one in Bangalore, I believe, just uh, very recently. Um, and we're still looking forward to getting blocks in on, on those two as well. But there's... I think the more interesting thing is what is uh, coming up. So um, any any events that you will be going to or that you want to highlight? Yeah, I mean, the, the Q3, Q4 is always interesting. <laughs> um, so what are the, the next things on the agenda? Um, very soon, mid of September, we'll have a SAP Inside Track in Palo Alto. Yep. Where um, also some of our um, PM colleagues from Palo Alto, Pankaj Kumar, will join. And we'll talk about um, our engagements in open source and in particular in Cloud Foundry. So I think if you have the chance to join this SAP Insight Track, that will be a good possibility. Um, then, of course, October, that's uh, where the ticket season starts. And um, just like in the last years, um, we have a bunch of uh, sessions there, you can be sure. So we have uh, lectures covering the typical scenarios like um, building on-premise extensions, like building cloud extensions, like um, building completely new applications for, for IoT, for example. And we also try to get as many hands-on sessions as possible so that the developer yeah. audience really can uh, can get a feeling of how the systems work and can really learn stuff. And um, there will be code jams and an Indo jam, I guess, so I think it will be a, a great place to be. And as far as I know, Moya, she's also working on an article to, to publish the sessions which we, which we plan so yeah. that you can get an impression early what's what's on the agenda there. Yeah, I just spoke to Rui and he showed me all his sketches. He's, you know, piling up on his desk. I think that's going to be a rather interesting session. Um, his hands-on on IoT services, that's 
it looks pretty cool already. Pretty geeky. So for all those that really like, you know, messing around with, with these kind of things. I think you will get some Raspberry Pi, if I'm not mistaken, at least for the yeah. sessions. Or you yeah, can yeah. Some connect sensors. some device and, um, <laughs> and see how the data flows um, from the device to our cloud platform and how you then can, can build something there. So I think that will be really nice. Yeah. Um, another thing which, which maybe I want, want to also mention is the Cloud Foundry Summit in Berlin. Um, I guess that some of you have uh, heard about uh, what we uh, do with Cloud Foundry and we'll come back later to this in the, in the, in the podcast today. Um, so in May this year, we had the Cloud Foundry Summit in Santa Clara in the US. And now in, um, in November, for the first time, um, it takes place in Europe. And we are very excited to be a part of this event and to present there where we are heading with Cloud Foundry and what we have to, have to offer. And uh, we hope to, to meet many developers, um, developers there to, to exchange thoughts. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, so what's, what's, what else? I mean, that are the ma major events. We, we also will be in, in Australia, in Sydney, for the um, Architect and Developer Summit. So there will be staff from our team in, in Bangalore. The colleagues will go there. And for our um, German-speaking uh, developer community, there will be the um, annual uh, meeting of the DSIG, the German-speaking user group. And there will also be a, a, an InnoGem or a developer day mm -hmm. um, for, um, for, for developers interested to build something um, um, on HANA Cloud Platform. And we organize this also jointly with the, with the German-speaking um, user community. Excellent. So you can really see we are spreading all over the place. There's also a couple of um, code jams happening uh, in, in Asia, I believe, uh, when it comes to HANA Cloud integration. Um, so yeah, from Australia, India, Germany, US, I think we're, we're <laughs> going for world dominance here. Um, maybe one last uh, aspect that comes to mind when it comes to this SAP Insight Track. Um, I mean, having been at, at several, it's always a, a great great opportunity to meet and network and so forth. But this one is especially, I think, interesting because we also have Sam Yang, who's now leading the labs uh, he will be presenting. And we also got Ray Wang from Constellation Research, um, who has already signed up. So yeah, some heavyweights <laughs> in terms of uh, presenters. So make sure that you uh, yeah grab the chance and, and be there. And um, I believe the whole event will be happening at the at the famous Hana Hana House, so it's also a great um, opportunity to check out that location. All right, I think that's uh, from an event perspective pretty much it. So let's get back, uh, well, let's get moving on our topics here. So um, since you're um, heading the the, the European and um, product management team, Torsten, um, looking at the roadmap, what what would you say are the most or the the three main features that you're looking forward to the most <laughs> it's difficult to choose because yeah. um, to, to be to, to be fair I think many many things are ongoing and we, we bring new services and new runtimes and then many things we work on in parallel um, so one, one highlight for me is definitely everything we do related to cloud foundry because um, I think it will um, give developers interested to use our platform much more choice in terms of the runtime they want to use I mean, today we support Java, we support JavaScript, but... Uh, Which, uh, sorry to interrupt you, by the way, are on the still top of the list according to a, a recent um, programming language ratings performed by Redmonk, right? Yeah. So we, we got the two top spots here already, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Um, st still, we see developers out there who are used to um, work with Node.js or PHP or Python, 
Um, so we can support that um, when, when our runtimes are based on Cloud Foundry and we will basically allow developers to bring, bring their own, own runtime and, and use whatever language they, they prefer. And um, the second reason why I believe um, Cloud Foundry is good is um, it, it, makes us, it makes us more open so the, the developers get less lock-in and also we get more flexible to bring our platform to new uh, countries, to additional data centers. We can easier um, work together with partners which um, will allow us to, uh, to scale much, much faster than we did in the, in the, last, in the last years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, makes sense. So that's, that's one, one highlight for me. Um, maybe a second thing which, which I find very interesting and which uh, not even has an official name yet. Um, so, so internally um, we, we call it um, generic uh, compute units or we call it the root VMs. Okay. So, um, so what is that? So it's basically, I mean, root VM, it's basically a virtual machine where um, a developer gets root access. So we can uh, work on the operating system level and he can basically install whatever he wants to install. And again, Matthias mentioned it before, I mean, people come to us because we offer a platform as a service and we take care of the operations and the patching and so on. Um, but nevertheless, we believe it's important to, to offer this feature simply because we very often run into situations where, um, where maybe a, a customer partner is um, very happy with what we offer, but maybe there's one component missing. Okay. So maybe an R server. So yeah. we use HANA, but, um, but we don't have an R server. And with these root VMs, we, we give them the flexibility to use the services, to use the runtimes, which, which we operate, but then to also install something in addition, which they need to um, implement the business process, which um, is a value for them. So you, you're saying you're, you're blurring the lines between the platform and the infrastructure yes. so that people can yes, bring their own stuff. that's basically what we, what we do. Okay, okay, excellent. Then we're working with, with first customers and partners, and um, we, uh, we hope to have something um, by end of the year next year I have to see okay yeah so. I got, always got to be careful with <laughs> yeah. giving it but uh, it's your responsibility so. so yeah excellent excellent news so I mean so on the on the official roadmap it's under planned innovations yeah so it's nothing yeah. we have uh, we look at which is very far in the future but it's also not not uh, not August or September yet yeah. so we still have some work to do yeah so the, the teams are working on it that's for sure okay and that, so that's one too what's the, the third yeah. one um, the third one um, and maybe it's not it's not one feature, but it's it's more everything related to um, to the Internet of Things, the industrial internet, where where um, we just see so many interesting use cases out there. And um, I think with um, what we do with Cloud Foundry, we go one step in the right direction. But we also look at other things like um, how can we stream data into Hana Cloud Platform? How can we store large amounts of data? How can we process petabyte of data? And how can we best support such uh, industrial use cases. And um, we also work with customers and partners there. I cannot give all names, but um, one name you might have heard during Sapphire. So we um, co-innovate with Siemens, mm -hmm. who built their industry cloud based on HANA Cloud Platform. And um, we'll continue that journey. And um, I think it will be a very, very important pillar of our, our offering in the, in the future. Excellent. I guess with that, there's a lot of things uh, to look forward to. Um, yeah, at the moment, I think everybody is either on vacations or already prepping up for TechEd to make sure that we deliver a good show for all of you. Um, with that, I, I want to wrap it up. Um, um, but um, just for you, so if you have any further questions and anything you would like to, to ask, then please uh, contact us um, via Twitter. The hashtag is HCP Podcast and. Uh, we will try our best to take your questions and answer them in the next one. Um, so, 
Thanks for listening, Thorsten. Thanks for joining me. And uh, yeah, happy coding and talk to you soon, guys. Bye bye. Bye bye. The SAP HANA Cloud Platform Podcast is powered by OpenSAP. OpenSAP is SAP's innovative learning platform and a thought leader for enterprise massive open online courses. It provides you with an engaging and effective learning experience through gamification and by connecting you with other learners and SAP experts. OpenSAP courses are free of charge and are offered in English. Enroll today to one of our OpenSAP courses on open.sap.com.